Welcome to the Bullish Drive Podcast, where we explore the realms of faith, mental performance, and personal testimonies through conversations with high-level performers. Join us as we extract valuable insights from their experiences to supercharge your pursuit of peak performance. This is a Bullish Drive Podcast. What's up, fam? Welcome to the Bullish Drive Podcast. I'm your host, James Dreesen, your mental performance coach. And today, we're diving deep into the fascinating world of Muay Thai. It's not just about kicks and punches. It's a way of life with a mindset that goes beyond the ring. And today, we are joined with an international fighter to give us a glimpse into the life of this combat sport. Now, Muay Thai, known as the art of eight limbs, isn't just a sport. It's a philosophy deeply rooted in discipline, resilience, and mental fortitude. So let's unpack the mindset that makes Muay Thai fighters some of the most disciplined athletes in the world. Muay Thai fighters embody discipline. Their commitment extends from rigorous training schedules to maintaining a healthy lifestyle. It's about consistency, pushing through the toughest moments in training and staying prepared for whatever challenges come their way. Resilience is at the core of a Muay Thai fighter's mindset. They face grueling training sessions, physical injuries, and setbacks. Every defeat is seen as an opportunity to learn and grow. It's about bouncing back stronger and more determined than ever. Muay Thai is dynamic, requiring fighters to adapt to different opportunities, different opponents, and different situations. This adaptability isn't confined to the ring. It spills over into life. Fighters navigate unpredictable circumstances with the same flexibility they show in their fights. The mental aspect of Muay Thai is just as important as the physical. Fighters train to develop mental toughness, staying focused under pressure, controlling emotions, and overcoming fear. This mental fortitude is a valuable asset in facing challenges both in and out of the ring. Muay Thai is often called the science of eight limbs, emphasizing strategy. Fighters strategically use fists, elbows, knees, and shins. The strategic mindset extends beyond the ring, where a fighter approaches life's challenges with a well-thought-out plan. Muay Thai fighters are perpetual students. They're always refining techniques, learning new strategies, and seeking improvement. This growth-oriented perspective isn't limited to the gym. It influences how they approach life's challenges with a mindset of continuous improvement. Despite their formidable skills, the best Muay Thai fighters exhibit humility. They know there's always room for improvement, approaching each training session and fight with a humble attitude. This humility extends beyond the ring, influencing how they learn from others and stay open to new ideas. Muay Thai fighters take responsibility for their actions and outcomes, whether celebrating victories or analyzing defeats. Accountability is key. The sense of responsibility isn't confined to the ring. It shapes how they approach challenges and setbacks in their personal lives. We can almost think of Muay Thai fighters training to win the competition in all aspects of life. It reminds me of 1 Corinthians 9.24 when it says, Don't you know that everyone's in the race, but only one wins? So race to win. And Muay Thai fighters really embody this idea of taking all aspects and training to win. So let's buckle up for a journey into the mindset of Muay Thai on Bullish Drive. This episode isn't just about fighting. It's about understanding the principles that make these warriors not just athletes, but architects of their destiny. So I'm super stoked to welcome to the show, Josh Lai. Welcome to the Bullish Drive podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you on the show with us today. Yeah, yeah, totally, man. Um, so I got into Muay Thai about five years ago. Um, I finished my bachelor's uh, um that I was uh, that I was working on in psychology, and then I was my I was aspiring to go to grad school, um, specialize in some form of therapy, and then 
I uh, short to make it a short story. I basically stepped into a Muay Thai gym, fell in love with the sport, uh, got really excited about it. I trained vigorously. Um, I had my first fight, uh, and I you know took some some trips to Thailand, uh, just like James mentioned. Um, I've had about up to twenty fights now. Um, and, uh, you know, I've had some other martial arts influences kind of involved, uh, that influenced my style. Um, and, uh, uh, last I went to, to Bangkok and Phuket a few months ago, um, uh, was able to, to win my last fight by knockout and perform well, uh, and feel good in my fight. So, yeah. 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 That's awesome, man. How do you, how did you decide? Like, this is, so, you know, you got kids that are like, I'm going to play basketball or I'm going to golf. And then you got, you know, other people are like, I'm going to fight people. <laughs> like, like, how did you come <laughs> to that decision? Like what, what motivated you into that? You know, I, it was a very intuitive thing that I kind of went, went with. Uh, I, I, I was, I was a kid who, who definitely like grew up watching a ton of martial arts movies and was just super into like looking at different styles and stuff. Mm. Uh, loved the aesthetics and different technical styles of, of combat. Um, and, uh, when I, when I was able to see like a large, like diverse body of like different kinds of people involved in the sport, I went and watched, uh, like a national, a big national tournament. People were flying in from East Coast, West Coast, uh, Canada, um, and I just got to see gals, guys, even kids, um, really just uh, landing shots on each other in the ring. Um, unreal hype. I went to the bathrooms and there were just people like throwing up uh, out oh of anxiety. <laughs> it was, it was, it was insane. It was, it was uh, a beautiful blend to me of, um, of seeing people like passionate um and respectful and at the same time authentic which uh for in my experience was was kind of hard to find that right balance for myself in the sport mm. so um uh i i kind of just went with the flow uh I, I i felt like i had uh the right talent for it and um when i threw it myself in okay so i i had my first fight my coach saw that i was dedicated enough um for standards and i i went in my first fight uh national tournament guy against a guy who already had like four fights was training for five years mm -hmm. um i didn't do a large weight cut for it he was pretty big and uh i just remember it was a, it was a shock like mm -hmm. um it's it's really hard to explain until you've like just gone through it yourself uh mm -hmm. but uh you know, a bunch of adrenaline came up. I didn't know how to process anything that was coming up as I was in the warm-up mm. room. Uh, one of my coaches was just like massaging my neck as I was like walking out and I was just like looking at the ground. <laughs> and yeah, and I, I got in the ring, uh, you know, had this this pretty, like in my perspective, he was a pretty hulking dude, mm -hmm. uh, like super jacked. Um, and uh, he, you know, had a lot more technical skill in the clinch. Uh, and so mm. he came into close range with me, uh, landed at least, I think, like 15 knees on me uh, mm -hmm. in the first round. And I sat down in my corner and I was like, I was like, man, like this is this is insane. How how did I get here? <laughs> so um, I, you know, I, I got humbled through the sport, you know, uh, and 
And when I just kind of saw that shared passion and shared like understanding that everyone's kind of on their journey, it's, it's a very vulnerable thing. I think to get in the ring and just like, and to have your family, friends see you get beat up. Uh, yes. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully throw some of your own. Uh, I, you know, spent about a week, was pretty depressed thinking about whether I wanted to do it more. Mm. And I was like, I mean, it's only up from here. Uh, I consulted with some of my, uh, 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 mentors in the research department I was in, in, uh, for, for, uh, psychology and, um, they really recommended that I actually just like go out and kind of get some real world experience first. Uh, mm. and so that's kind of how I ended up going along that, starting that journey at least. Yeah. So, yeah, man, yeah. you mentioned, you mentioned that anxiety piece and, and, um, and so I, I played rugby for a long time and I would always get kind of that, that buzz feeling, you know, if you know what I'm talking about, like your skin just kind of like vibrates before the match and stuff. The difference is though, like uh in a rugby match you're not intentionally trying to like hurt the other people where i feel like in your sport that that is kind of the goal right like you're you're you want to knock somebody out you know um yeah yeah so what are what are some of the um, what what are some of those psychological aspects in muay thai that just like sets it apart from other sports you know uh when i was in rust in high school you know i did different sports like uh um you know, soccer, I did basketball, um, I did tennis at some point, I swimming, I jumped around and the closest thing reference point that I had was wrestling. Hmm. Uh, wrestling to me, I got a lot of like, kind of like that spotlight anxiety where I was just like, oh shoot, I'm like in a singlet, I'm about <laughs> to go in front of this whole school and uh, you know, just lots of nerves definitely yeah. up, um, before. Uh, very sluggish feeling. Um, hmm. But Muay Thai is different, and I think in general, like uh, combat sports with that rule set where you can just strike each other like full force. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and I think a huge difference is that, um, you know, you're in like kind of an evolutionary kind of way, like like lens, like it, it's like uh, your body's like preparing you to like be in like a combative, combative like situations. like. Mm oh like how do we protect josh in this situation and everyone yeah. i think's bodies react differently to that everyone's kind of got their own self-defense mechanism uh you know after talking with like some teammates friends people have competed for a while you know i i feel like there's like this like a spectrum and i think uh for some people they get a really uh i think most people get like really really anxious where like you're at work, you're sitting and you're just thinking about, and you're just like trying to do your job, but you're mm. like, suddenly you just picture yourself in the ring and you're like, oh God, like I, I did not <laughs> want to be there <laughs> in that moment. And so for me, at least when I, I try and redirect myself back in the present, um, and uh, I, I would say like over time, over experience, it's ideal to try and find that healthy balance of anxiety and calmness. Mm. Um, some people start like, you know, under like a little too calm um mm. where they're not reacting as quickly some people uh are high anxiety but and it, you know it, it everyone's a little different like so for some people maybe they need to be in that state i had a a friend who um is uh uh has has ranked uh second in the u.s as a female contender mm. and she um 
uh, has had a lot of uh, difficulties. I'm all filter a little bit because I don't I don't know how to what extent she wants this public. Uh, yeah, yeah, but uh, um, yeah, there there's but I think with in general there's a lot of uh, a lot of people get like panic attacks before. Mm. Um, but yeah, kind of going back to the biggest differentiation I think is uh, you just feel this adrenaline built up. Your your mind starts to think about it and think about going into the ring. And uh, I was talking with some friends in Bangkok um, a few months ago, and we were all joking, like, you know, driving to like a venue. A lot of us are thinking, like, oh, I hope this car crashes right now. Like, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to stand there. <laughs> oh man. And, yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah, and I, yeah, everyone's everyone's a little different, but I think that uh, that adrenaline dump is is big, especially mm. if you're a beginner. Um, and it, the feeling is more of like feeling lethargic, like you're just oh, slow. Sure. <laughs> um, and uh, and then at least for me, um, I, I think I've gradually like through my own progression, like develops more calmness. So my last fight in, in Bangkok or in Phuket, I uh, uh, like I walked into the to the venue and I was just like, like, I don't know, I was like, lethargic like i was almost like i was floating on clouds but i was mm -hmm. like um and and nervous at the same time but like enough to like just stay like stuck in that in that equilibrium yeah so yeah yeah a lot of different <laughs> tidbits but yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i can't i can't imagine uh the the level of anxiety that i think with with what i've learned in um in combat sports is like you really only can rely on yourself right like we're in team sports like if you get tired you can like you know hey sub me out coach you know or like um if you miss a tackle like oh one of my other teammates will get that tackle but like in combat sports um you know if you if you miss like that leaves you open for something you know um if you if you land a hit like you need to follow that up or else you know like it's you got to be on so how does that uh change the aspect of the mental preparation that you would need as an athlete knowing that you're kind of the only one on your team you know yeah yeah you know i i uh after developing some trust with like my corners coaches just knowing how they'll direct me in general um mm -hmm. i think uh for myself um uh a big part of it is just knowing that uh throughout my experience uh i i've tended to be uh, like we've mentioned, like higher anxiety, a little mm. more tense. Um, uh, and that's translated physically in a, a lot of different ways. Sometimes I've been too like uh, jumpy, like on my feet. Mm. Um, uh, and, you know, that allowed for, for me to get caught by punches um, in the past. Um, there have been times where I would have this like full-blown game plan against like a southpaw or like a taller fighter to, to chop their leg down. Um, and uh, I would... And in one of these fights that I'm thinking specifically, I came in and I just like, just started wailing punches on the guy <laughs> and just like kicking, like just spamming kicks. How did that go? <laughs> and, um, uh, like more you know, combat. That, yeah, right. <laughs> um, that that I it went it went well overall. I mean, I I stepped in the ring. Ultimately, did what I needed to do. Um, I wasn't. That was my seventh fight, so I wasn't that. Uh, I wasn't very, I, I tend to be kind of hard on myself, which is another layer. So mm. it's, I wasn't very happy with my performance. I technically got the win um, by out, outscoring against the guy. Uh, 
Uh, I was able to land some knees, some good punches on the guy, some good kicks that made him kind of like, uh, like jolt back. Um, uh, but yeah, um, it. I think uh, having developing strategies tailored for yourself specifically mm. is is really key. Um, for me, I focus a lot on uh, having like a, a set routine weekly where i can balance out my my other like interlaced personal things going yeah. on uh, relationships meeting like my social needs uh and uh getting the rest that i need as well that i know my body uh can handle just finding that right balance mm -hmm. um but uh, uh i think along with that you know i especially the days before i'll focus a lot on uh on like deep breathing but then like exhaling for longer than I inhale to sort of help my body kind of simmer down. Mm -hmm. um, I'll uh, give myself like kind of affirmations, like focus on like, you know, telling myself I've done the work, you know, I've uh, put in, I've brought myself to a point where I'm in shape. My body feel, feels more uh, like it's ready to react to everything on point and to trust yeah. it. Um, and, uh, and, and having like a winning mentality, I think, uh, is crucial when, uh, when having a training camp, because that's ultimately how, what's gonna, uh, what you're gonna kind of extrapolate into the ring. Right. Mm. Um, we do something, uh, at, at my gym, at least I, I won't go too deep in the detail just in case I'm not, I'm not sure how uh, open the, uh, everyone is about that, but, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, you know, with most gyms, you know, we do pressure tests, there's pressure tests. Mm -hmm. So like be hard sparring, it could be like a shark tank where like you have people sparring against you or clinching you, but they're like all on you. It's all focused on you. So like mm -hmm. you're getting new bodies, like just constantly and you're just like suffocating, but you're like, okay, my body's just gotta get through this. I gotta yep. get through this somehow. <laughs> um, and so in those situations, it's like a good test to, to see like, okay, is my body like on point? Am I freaking out too much to where I'm spazzing mm. out? Or am I underreacting and I'm freezing up? Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, just being, trying to be aware of all those things is, uh, it, it's just a lot of like factors to kind of put together in a fight camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I love it. You touched on two things I wanna I wanna go a little bit deeper into, but uh, the, the first one is, is uh just your weekly schedule right a, a lot of you mentioned like you're pretty consistent with what you do throughout the week you know one of the first things i ask my athletes when i start working with them and we go into like organization and and commitment is show me your planner right like if they can show me their planner and actually show me what their planned out week is then yeah okay let's hit the ground running but a lot of people don't realize that when you create consistency it's actually better for your mind and body uh, because your body and your mind then can get used to it and has to use less energy to react to things, right? Because now they're in a consistent schedule. So are, are you, can you go a little bit more into what your weekly consistent schedule looks like um, that helps you frame your training and everything around that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So um, I like to print off like an individualized schedule for uh, what just works out the best for my month uh, mm -hmm. and like my work. Um, uh, but uh you know, generally, I I'll try and squeeze in uh, at least um, I think uh, four to five like pad rounds. So mm. in Muay Thai, like you have people like holding pads for you, and uh, just having a uh, good salt like at least um, at least like four to to six like pad rounds uh, 
within that number um, per week. Uh, I try and spar at least uh, two to three times uh, a week as well. Um, you know, a month before, if not over, I'll, I'll try and spar hard once, uh, mm. at least once, um, so I can like see where my body's at, but not have it too close to where I'm at risk for injury. Um, I'll also, I'll set aside time. So like I, I'm in a relationship and my partner and I, you know, like all, like, I feel like when you fight, uh, other feelings, other stressors kind of bubble up to the surface. Uh, so it's important to navigate. And so for me, um, just knowing that my partner and I's needs, uh, uh, partially revolve around having good quality time together. Mm. So I have a blocked off day that also is my rest day too. Um, Conditioning wise, I run every day, uh, still on my rest day, um, but just a little bit shorter, generally at least 30 minutes um, uh, of running. Um, and then I think uh, I, I do also three to four round uh, times where I do bag classes as well. Um, and uh, usually with class, you know, it's structured, so I'm also shadow boxing. So mm -hmm. yeah, I would say that's kind of the gist of what I do uh, on a weekly basis. Yeah, and you keep that pretty consistent then? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, that... I allow some evidence for them, you know, if anything comes up, you know, it's yeah. it's all a long-term learning process. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, that the, I think the key is to finding the right balance for you. And so far that that's been right for me. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think the greatest sign, uh, at least for me, is last summer I had a fight camp that I feel like was my best because it just completely flew by like mm. it was I was happy I was like you know I was training regularly I didn't feel burnt out um and the time just flew uh compared to all of my other bike camps so yeah yeah, yeah. I mean it sounds intense man your weeks sound intense now you didn't did you jump straight into that schedule or was that something you built up um, so I moved here from Iowa and uh, in Iowa we generally had like four classes like per week um, at my older gym. Uh, so I would try and run outside of that. Um, it was just kind of uh, a little less, not that I'm like super uh, uh, aware of what's needed from a, a sports science aspect, like um, in terms of conditioning, but like I was a little more unrefined back then where I would run like 10 miles and then I would burn out and then I would run six miles after like being out for like two days. <laughs> yeah. um, and so I started with like a crazy hard, like uh, intentionality of working hard, but not, not knowing how to manage it. Mm. Um, and uh, so when I moved up to Minnesota, uh, the gym I'm at now has a lot more classes and that's great because it gives me more opportunities to fit those in, more flexibility. Um, so I think when I moved to Minnesota, I had my first fight realized I wasn't, you know, as consistent as I wanted to be. I kind of threw myself in a situation in my life where I was just like, okay, this is not ideal, but I still want to fight, want to get better yeah. um, and get that experience. So I, uh, after about two fights, after I moved up to Minnesota, I started to realize, okay, I think this is, this is a really important uh, aspect of, of my regimen is, is having like a physical, uh, like weekly planner that I'm constantly like working to improve on fight camp by fight camp that's good that's good man and and uh and the other the other thing you mentioned too is just like the emotions like how do you keep uh that in check and everything and I remember growing up you know uh my coaches would be like 
uh, if we were losing, they're like, are you angry? Like, get angry, use that energy, you know? And, and, and I, I'm discovering like, that's crappy. That's crappy coaching coach. Like don't, don't tell your team yeah. to get emotionally unstable during a game that they're losing. Like, it's just going to go downhill. So, so what, how do you manage that in, in a high anxiety fight? Like, cause throughout the fight, I'm sure you're kind of uh, ebbing between like, oh, I'm winning or, oh, I need to step up or, oh, I'm fearful or now I'm angry. You know, how, how do you manage that throughout a fight? What what skills do you use in your fights to keep uh, fighting at the best that you can? Um, yeah, so so it's kind of changed over time. Uh, I think I've some something about that's really correlated with like better performance for me is just improving my ability to be kind of mindful as I'm at that a uh, balanced um, place of being like calm and also like, you know, anxious as well. Uh, and uh, I think for me saying out loud to like a, my my corner when I'm in, in between a round of like, oh, I'm feeling anxious right now. Like, mm. oh, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about gassing out. Uh, um, helps me in that moment because I have, uh, I've been fortunate where I've had uh, uh, good meshes of corners and coaches who, who give me feedback that help me kind of reel me back in. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, I think taking long, deep breaths tends to be forgotten quickly. Uh, uh, and, and that's really important in between rounds as well. It's kind of a way to just recenter yourself back in, um, getting oxygen back in your, your, uh, kind of throughout your, like, uh, your body as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I, I think for me, it's, it's been more of a relational kind of dimension. So, you know, I've had, you know, coaches like change their style with me. So mm -hmm. like I had a coach, you know, I had, I've had coaches who like yelled at me before. Um, but I think that was a little bit correlated to me, like spazzing out or not making okay. as many technical decisions. Um, and I, I, I do think it's important. That's where the team aspect of of uh fighting like really comes in is having good coaches having good teammates that you can talk to um and kind of process throughout your fight camp what am i going to focus on my mindset with intentionality mm, that's that's so good in the in the community do you get to choose your coaches um i i i train a, at striking institute um mm. and uh you know i i've you know, I chose the gym mainly because of the culture. I felt like people were generally open uh, about mental health topics. Uh, people were pretty um, tight knit, and it was a very relational uh, gym. And it just it just fit the vibe for me. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, uh, you know, it, it ultimately is like which coach in the gym is available, like to come corner you at the event. Uh, but I generally trust all of my coaches at, at my gym. Mm. So got you i got you yeah so what are there are there any other uh you know mental dynamics that you've kind of encountered that you weren't ready for uh when it came to came to fighting that was that was just different that something that you had to kind of adjust and learn to do um is there any any other uh you know mental dynamics of the competition that that you think would be helpful for us to know yeah um i think uh yeah, I think I think uh, for me, learning to trust my body has been huge in fighting. Um, you know, and I think learning how to how to bring the intent like little micro intentionalities into like 
shadow boxing or sparring or hitting pads has been really helpful for me. Um, I think, you know, when I was younger and starting, uh, a lot of anxiety came about from like self-trust. And I think for me, mm. putting myself in new situations during chaotic times of my life uh, and having those diverse experiences really helped me. Um, last year, I threw myself into my first boxing fight. Um, it was uh, almost like having my first fight all over again. I, uh, it's not, boxing is not a specialization I've generally uh, used in, mm -hmm. in my style of Muay Thai. Um, so it was very new for me. And I only had like one uh, boxing lesson technically before. Um, uh, wasn't the most ready, but at this at that time of the year, it was just like the best time to really squeeze it in. Um, and, uh, you know, and I've done other things like last year, I also took a 24 hour notice fight against a really game opponent, someone who I ideally would want to have fought through a really like solid fight camp. But again, I walked in and I was like, okay, like I received the message about the offer. Um, it's the Friday before it was actually my birthday, uh, at that, oh, nice. that day. And I was like, you know what, like, oh, I want to make this work. Uh, I'm really excited for it. It just feels right. Um, I've never fought a 24 hour nose fight before. I got knocked down twice in that fight, um, mm -hmm. in the first rounds. And what I discovered was I was able to stand back up and uh, still perform, even though, you know, I was a little more gassed out. Mm -hmm. uh, I wasn't as mentally prepared. Um, and I was still able to land some solid blows against my opponent and just mm -hmm. and keep a solid pace. Um, and I think developing some like callousness through uh, those diverse experiences really helped me kind of evolve and gain that trust in myself to to spread myself out into new experiences too. Yeah, I love that. And you mentioned that you do self affirmations. A lot of the one self affirmations that I teach a lot of my athletes is, you know, trust your body right? Like you've spent so much time training, trust that your body can show up. You know what I mean? This is what you're training for. And, and that a lot of times that means you got to push emotions out, out of the ring or out of the court. Like the emotions don't belong there, right? It's time for your body to, you know, perform, you know, what it was trained to do. So I love that you said it. No matter what age you're at, I think it's really important to find like a setting that you feel like safe in. So finding the gym, that's just the right mesh. You know, you find, you feel like you can trust the people that you're around um, is huge. Developing a sense of community, um, I think is really important for that. Uh, and I think just being honest with yourself, uh, you know, for me, I, I personally uh, see a therapist, so I'm able to mm. like unpack, process uh, my experiences through someone who's trained um, in, in helping guide me through that is, is really helpful. And along, sort of my journey, I think what's been helpful is to just stay true to why and real with myself on why I want to fight. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, and it gets kind of existential. Like, I, I think yeah. for me, it's related to expressing uh, my want to like hurt somebody, just beat the shit out of somebody <laughs> in the ring. Yeah. Um, I think it's an appreciation for the technical aspect of how to do that. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I haven't had fun like fighting and that's mm -hmm. okay. Uh, mm -hmm. I think part of that is building me up towards that, that trajectory and ability to just use that to also then travel to different countries, fight people of different life, uh, walks of life. Um, and to kind of explore that that diversity uh, as well. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. And I really encourage people to just dive in, be real with themselves, allow themselves to feel what they feel. 
uh, and and kind of build that self narrative. I love that, man. I love that. So where where can people find you if they want to just check out some of your fights or, or check out the gym that you go to? Yeah, yeah. Um, my gym is a, a striking institute. It's up in Little Canada, Minnesota, um, sort of like northeast of St. Paul. Um, uh, trying to think. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. Josh Lai, LAI is my last name. Uh, my Instagram handle is JLAI602. Um, I think right now it's deactivated just so I can take a break off social media for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I'll be back on at some point. Um, I have a TikTok as well, uh, which I'm sure people could find me through as well. So yeah, those are my those are my main platforms. Thanks, Josh, for joining us today. Yeah, totally. Happy to offer my perspective. Thanks for having me, man. And if you are a competitor who's looking to round out their game by adding a specialized mental performance coach, you can check us out at www.bullishdrive.com. Thank you for joining us. We will see you next week. And always remember, it starts with you and your destiny is waiting. Peace.